Welcome to Illinois Family Spotlight, a conversation about issues of the day from a biblical perspective, as well as highlights from interviews, conferences, and events. Here's Monty Larrick. Thanks for making Illinois Family Spotlight part of your day. This edition being recorded at the National Religious Broadcasters Convention near Dallas. I'm joined by Kristen Wagoner, General Counsel for the Alliance Defending Freedom, organization that defends life, liberty, and family in America and around the world. And one of ADF's clients is joining us, Jack Phillips, a baker in Colorado. His refusal to bake a cake for a same-sex wedding has brought him years of legal trouble and expense. Of course, he partially won at the Supreme Court, prevailed over state sanctions in Colorado, but he's still being harassed. Kristen, what's going on? Why are they attacking Jack Phillips? Well, in 2012, a same-sex couple came into Jack's shop and requested that he design a custom wedding cake for them. And Jack offered to sell them anything else in his shop, but politely declined to express a message that was inconsistent with his religious convictions about marriage. That then, I think, put him on the map in terms of the U.S. Supreme Court granting cert and hearing his case at the court. He won that case seven to two, but then activists began targeting him again to try to force him to speak a message that violates his convictions. Jack, now you're under attack because you didn't want to do a transitioning cake. <laughs> where does it end? Well, I'm not sure where it ends. We uh, were just in court back in March with the, a cake where an attorney, an activist attorney in Colorado, called and requested us to create a cake that was blue on the outside and pink on the inside to celebrate a gender transition. And when we told this attorney that this was not a cake that we could create because of the message that it would express, we were taken to court then and, and sued in the Colorado Civil Rights Commission. So what's happening now with that case, Kristen? When we went through the discovery process with the Civil Rights Commission in Colorado, we uncovered even more hostility towards people of faith and Jack specifically. And so the Colorado Commission ended up dismissing the charges against Jack. But the transgender attorney then decided to pursue the case on the transgender attorney's own initiative. And that case just went to trial. We lost the trial and have been expecting and will appeal here shortly. You expect more cases like this uh, where they folks who favor transgenderism are going to be going after people like Jack and others? This does represent a disturbing trend of the weaponization of our justice system to silence and to ruin people who have a different view of marriage or believe that there is such thing as male and female and that the sexes are not changeable. So we have seen this, we will continue to see this, but we will also continue to fight, not just for the sake of religious freedom, but because we know that these biological distinctions, um, they promote human flourishing, they're important to the law. I, I know that the Alliance Defending Freedom supports parental rights, but this whole thing about transitioning goes all the way back to the kids, doesn't it? It absolutely does. Uh, gender identity ideology is 
essentially affecting every area of the law. We can think about how it affects parental rights, but think about how it also affects healthcare providers, whether it's doctors and nurses who are providing care or even counselors who are wanting to assist patients who are struggling with gender confusion or even struggling with other areas like same-sex attraction. These laws are essentially being infiltrated by this ideology that is creeping away at our free speech rights and our rights of free exercise of religion in addition to the parental rights. Now, Jack, Kristen mentioned that a, a lot of folks are being destroyed by the LGBT left. Yeah. You, you don't feel like you have been destroyed, but boy, you have been persecuted. <laughs> and persecuted, and in this case, definitely targeted. This attorney uh, called us to request this cake on the day that the United States Supreme Court granted our case. And uh, so when we told this attorney that this was not a cake that we could create because of the message that it would express and we would sell anything else, that's when the attorney went to the Colorado Civil Rights Commission. But then when the commission dismissed those charges, like we were just talking about, the, uh, the attorney then took me to uh, civil court and is filing a civil lawsuit against me, which we were just heard in March. How much business have you lost because of all this? You know, we lost a significant part of our business. The Colorado Civil Rights Commission ruled that if I am going to continue making wedding cakes, then I have to make them for all everybody who comes in. And so we were forced with the choice of uh, creating wedding cakes that go against our faith or not creating wedding cakes at all. And so the decision was an easy one, but it was a, a difficult one to uh, live with because of the amount of money, that the income that we received from doing the wedding cakes in the first place. And so that was taken away. Has the Christian community there in Colorado, to what extent have they rallied around you? The Christian community, the local body, has been just tremendously supportive. But not only that, we've had uh, support from uh, sources that were surprising in some respects. One day a local radio station was doing their broadcast from our, sto from our store, and the first person who came in that morning was a former gay activist. He introduced himself, we talked a little bit, come to find out later that uh, he, his history of activism, but that he has found that we treat everybody equally, we just don't create every cake, we serve everybody, and he's become a good friend, and he even testified for us in court back in March. Kristen, what impact are these actions by the leftists uh, having on uh, people of faith other than Jack? Uh, I know there's Baronel Stutzman, the florist, but others just that we don't hear about normally. Are they being intimidated into complicity? Well, one of America's greatest contributions to the world has been its consistent and persistent support of free speech and religious freedom. And those rights don't just receive protection for Christians, but for all Americans. They benefit all of us. So yes, there have been these attacks, but I think the silver lining is it's giving people of faith an opportunity to stand not only for their own rights, but for the rights of others. And people like Jack and people like Baronel have done so. But it's also on all of us to realize that if their rights are lost, ours will be as well. And we should stand in support of them and in our own communities engage on these issues more fully. How do we do that? How do we stand in support of them? Folks could support ADF because all this legal work doesn't come without a cost. 
ADF does provide all of our services free of charge. Uh, other ways that we can find support though is through prayer and it may be a simple thing to say but it's an important thing to do. In addition, sending encouraging notes to those who are facing attack, standing up in your communities on behalf of those, even in conversations that you have with colleagues, family members at your dinner table, anyone who's talking about the case of Baron L. Stutzman or Jack Phillips or these issues, knowing what the facts are that are at issue and what the true legal principle is in setting the record straight and helping people know they're not alone. Those are the many ways we can, even our school board level, even during COVID, we saw the importance of how our mayors implement our laws and how our constitutional rights can be affected at the local level. So being engaged in our communities is the very first step and one of the most important, important steps that we can take. Now, Jack, you have written a very important book. Uh, it's called The Cost of My Faith. Why'd you write it? Well, the, the first thing I thought of when I was uh, approached with the idea of writing a book was that uh, I could write a story to tell my kids and my grandkids the truth of what happened back in 2012. But then I realized that I had a much larger platform where I could help share the gospel and tell the story of you know, these important issues, how they affect more than just me. Uh, there are other chapters in here, other stories of some of the other clients that Alliance Defending Freedom is representing and how important those are to everybody. No American should be forced to create messages or express uh, content that it goes against their uh, convictions. Well, Jack, uh, when people pray for you, what message do you want them to send to the Lord Almighty? I just want people to understand, you know, that Masterpiece Cake Shop is a very small place. It's just my wife and I, some family members are running, and a couple other employees. But if this can happen to me, if the government can force me or attempt to force me to speak messages and express ideas that uh, go against my faith, um, that's just wrong. And we just ask that people will continue to pray for us as a family and uh, other clients that ADF is representing so that everybody has a, a great chance to fight these things. Thank you, Jack. And Kristen, how do people connect with Alliance Defending Freedom? Well, they can find us at ADFlegal.org as well as on Twitter and Facebook. All right. Thank you so much. God bless. Thank you. After time out, attorney Kelly Shackelford with the First Liberty Institute on how to stop radical plans to pack the Supreme Court with lefties when Illinois Family Spotlight continues. The unthinkable is happening right in front of our eyes. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street with The Point. Earlier this year, California's insurance commissioner declared that health insurers must pay for mastectomies for girls and women with gender dysphoria. Now, that might not seem so shocking. After all, California is going to California. If some adults are abusing hormones and hurting their bodies, what's the big deal? To brush this off would be a mistake because it's not just adults. Just three years ago, Children's Hospital of Los Angeles revealed in a published study that doctors there had performed two double mastectomies on girls as young as 14 and 13 and even more had been done in girls ages 15 16 and 17 and the next time you hear anyone suggest there's nothing to see here this isn't happening to kids it's not really happening look to California it is happening it's already happened the author of the book of Jude felt compelled to warn his fellow Christians the ungodly people pollute their own bodies he wrote but you by building yourselves up in the holy faith, save others by snatching them from the fire. That might be our calling today. I'm John Stone Street. People are talking a lot about healthcare these days. There are so many changes, so many questions. As Christians, where can we turn for answers? 
At Samaritan Ministries, we believe the answer is in Jesus Christ, working in the lives of His people, demonstrating Christian community by sharing each other's medical needs, scripturally, faithfully. Here's just part of Brett's story in his own words. When I reflect on Samaritan Ministries, the biggest thing that stands out to me is that we, as a body of believers, are living out New Testament Christianity. This idea that Samaritan has adopted from the book of Acts should permeate all parts of our lives, not just health sharing. It has a profound impact on people like me and my wife. Brett is just one of over 200,000 members who are sharing over $23 million in medical needs each month. If you'd like to experience what it's like to partner with other Christians for your health care needs, and you'd like to see what other members are saying, visit MySamaritanStory.org. I'm speaking with Kelly Shackelford at the National Religious Broadcasters Convention near Dallas. Mr. Shackelford is the president and CEO of First Liberty Institute, the largest legal firm in the nation dedicated to protecting religious freedom for all Americans. President Biden's commission on the Supreme Court met recently for the first time. Why are you concerned? Smells well, like court packing. Yeah, court packing, if people don't know what it is, it's when the majority party controls the House, the Senate, the presidency, and they add justices to the Supreme Court in order to get the political decisions they want to get. People think it sounds bad, and they're right, but it's much worse than they understand. If you look at what happened in other countries when they did this, Venezuela, Argentina, you lose your country. Because once you pull the judiciary and put it underneath the political branch, the rule of law, the independence of the judiciary is over, and you no longer have constitutional rights, you just have whatever right the majority party wants to allow you to keep because they can just add justices to take it away. So it is a really, really dangerous thing that you generally do not come back from. So we have to make sure that this commission to reform the United States Supreme Court, I can't even believe we're saying these words, the president has formed a commission to reform the United States Supreme Court. We have got to make sure that the result of this is not the destruction of our legal system. People sometimes are playing their partisan politics. They think, hey, well, I want to add, I don't like how conservative the court got under Trump. And so I want to do this. The problem with what they're doing is it's not like a tit for tat. It's a destruction of the judiciary. Because once you politicize the judicial branch, it's over. And so we are doing everything we can to educate Americans. This has been tried before, 1937, by FDR. His own party ended up opposing him because they said this is tyranny. But Americans have to be educated to understand what this is. And so things like us talking about this now are really important. And we even created a special website called SupremeCoup.com that has all the history, the information, so and even the action items people can take to make sure this doesn't happen. It's a very serious attack upon our system of government. So we need to be in prayer about this, right? Absolutely. And maybe make a phone call to our lawmakers? Absolutely. This, this is ultimately going to be decided by our senators. And really, uh, the filibuster is what holds it in line right now. But it's, everybody can call their two senators and say, I don't want uh, court packing. There's already been a bill filed to add four justices to the Supreme Court. And if this happens, we will be in the court packing situation, just like Venezuela in 2004. We've all seen what's happened since then, just like we've seen in other countries that really lost their way and, and lost their freedom. So 
This is one of those clarion calls. Probably the next four or five months are the key time period. The commission will come out with its, its recommendations, and then we're going to be in a real battle about whether we're going to reform the United States Supreme Court, which probably means reform it beyond repair and politicize it. So we, if enough Americans speak up, and Americans are against this, we've already polled, they're against it, but they need to be educated and we need to increase the number of Americans against it to make sure this doesn't happen. Unfortunately, in Illinois, we have two U.S. Senators, Dick Durbin and Tammy Duckworth, who are far left. So does a phone call to them on this issue make any kind of difference? I think it does. Um, I mean, for instance, even if they just understood the history, in 1937, when FDR tried to court pack, the result of that was his own party in the Senate, Democrats, stopped him. But the next election, the people of the country were so upset that what that they attempted something that was so dangerous to the country that there was a a really a bloodbath in the Democratic Party they lost eight seats in the Senate they lost 40 seats in the House Whoa. so if you're Dick Durbin if you're Duckworth you don't want your party to be decimated so what you would do is say no 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 we are not doing this we are not pushing this because this is not only bad for the country it's bad for our party so that's something they can tell them as well. They can educate them, but I think the more they know, everybody is totally against this. And independents are against this two to one before you even educate them. As you educate them, that goes even higher. So this is one of those things where if enough people will speak up, just like in 1937. In 1937, the Senate, was, the Senate offices were averaging getting 1,000 letters a day against court packing. If enough people speak up, we could do the same thing now. How much damage is Joe Biden doing to the lower courts right now with appointees? You know, Trump was very successful at appointing some of these lower court federal judges. Does that all get undone? No, uh, President Trump had a unique situation in that there were 130 some odd judicial seats that were open when he came into office. So his number, uh, it is a record number really, if you don't include Jimmy Carter because they created a bunch, of, a bunch of new courts, it was record what he did, 234 judges for life. Biden has a much smaller number, I mean it's still a significant number, but he's, he's looking at like 70, and so while he's appointing uh, and starting that process, most people think there's two reasons why the Biden appointments won't be as significant as the Trump appointments to the judiciary. Number one, he doesn't have the same number that Trump had. Number two, his, the way he's picking the appointments is very different. He has stated publicly he is picking based upon what their race is, what their sex is, wanting there to be judges based upon you know what they look like essentially diversity yeah that kind of diversity whereas Trump was picking based upon judicial philosophy having a, a solid appropriate judicial philosophy so it, so if, if you looked at it in a very simplistic way which is well Trump put on solid conservative judges Biden is not as focused on solid liberal judges as he is well, I want a certain number of people who are black, a certain number of people who are Hispanic, a certain, and so as a result, 
the, uh, the strength of their ideology is not necessarily the number one priority. So many people think as a result of those two things, the smaller numbers and the different approach, that it really won't uh, affect or change the courts as much as affected under Trump, which we're already seeing with incredible decisions on religious freedom at the Supreme Court uh, and other courts. Look at all the churches and synagogues that got opened back up as soon as Amy Coney Barrett came onto the court. That's not because she's a woman, that's because of her understanding of the Constitution, her approach to the Constitution. So it was, she was picked for a totally different reason than Biden is picking his judges. I really think we're on the verge, just at the beginning of a huge expanse in religious freedom. There are some major Supreme Court cases. They have been on the, on the books for over 50 years. We are in the process of imploding these two cases, in part because of the great judges and justices we now have on the court. And if we handle things well, I think that every American is about to have more religious freedom than they've ever had in their lifetime. You said two cases. What specifically? Uh, under the Establishment Clause, it's a case called the Lemon Case, which uh, created this idea of separation of church and state. People who are offended can bring lawsuits. So it's you, you can't bring lawsuits because you're offended normally, only if you're offended by religion. So our whole lives we've seen attacks on nativity scenes, menorahs, uh, you know, a Ten Commandments monument. Why? Because the, the Constitution says anything? No. Because of this bad case, the Lemon case. In the Bladensburg Cross case two years ago, we went to the Supreme Court and said it's time to get rid of Lemon. And the court, for the first time in 50 years, said we're not following Lemon. And that was because you had Kavanaugh, you had Gorsuch, you, you, and, and we were able to get the Chief Justice. So we're seeing a shift begin to occur. Same thing on free exercise clause. There's a case called the Smith decision, which we are in the process of trying to unravel. I think we're making some real progress. So I think we're about to open up the, the two provisions protecting religious freedom to what the founders intended. And when we do, every American is going to have more religious freedom than they've had in their lifetime. Now, why is God doing that? Is it because there's going to be a revival? Or is it going to be because we just, it's going to be so hostile, we're going to need this protection? I don't know. I just know, I see it as a guy who's been doing this for 32 years. I see what's happening. I see the opportunity. And I think we're just at the beginning. Well, Kelly Shackelford, thank you so much. God bless you and your work. People need to come alongside. They need to find out more information. Tell us how they can do that. I, I just highly encourage you, go to firstliberty.org. And as you spell it out, firstliberty.org, and then make sure and go and sign up for the Insiders Update, which will put you in the Insiders list so you'll know what's happening around the country. All right, there you go. You have your marching orders. Please do that. And thank you, folks, for tuning in. Please support the work of the Illinois Family Institute. Remember our October 29th banquet, the Faith, Family, and Freedom Banquet with the Reverend Dr. Erwin Lutzer. We will not be silenced. Go to our website, IllinoisFamily.org. Click events for more information. And tell your family and friends about Illinois Family Spotlight. Until next time, stay healthy, stay active, and God bless. For more information about Illinois Family Spotlight, visit ifiaction.org. And to email questions and comments, do so at feedback at ifiaction.org.